All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the DFS of Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito. I'm here today to introduce, once again, the DFS and Dynasty uh, guru here, uh, JJ Gosh. Jeremy Gosh is going to be going over a lot of interesting stuff in this episode um, for the next uh, majority of this episode. It's going to be JJ. He's going to be talking about FanDuel cash gameplays. He's going to switch over to DraftKings, some GPP talk, um, he's, uh, last week's successes, stuff like that. And then at the end, if you if you want to catch a little bit of me, I'm going to be answering um, some of your questions that we've seen on Facebook and, and social media overall and emails and stuff like that. Just a few questions that I want to go over uh, that I feel are important to address. So, Without any further ado, welcome to JJ and our DFS Talk. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of DFS and Dynasty with Each Sleep Fantasy. I am JJ Gosh, back again. Find me on Twitter at JJ Gosh. While you're there, be sure to go follow the podcast at ESFDD and the OG podcast at Eat Sleep FF. Always bringing a lot of good content on Twitter. Uh, make sure you go follow us on Instagram, join the Facebook group, all that good stuff. Uh, also, be sure you're checking out the latest episodes of not only the Di- DFS and Dynasty podcast, but the ESF pod. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave a review. Give us five stars. Also, make sure you're checking out the uh, YouTube channels. We have both ESF and DFS and Dynasty. Subscribe to those. Click the little notification icon. Make sure you're getting the notifications every time we go live. Uh, and while you're on your computer or your phone, uh, visit eatsleepfantasy.com. It's a website. And subscribe. We have our gold package, which is the free redraft and dynasty rankings, positional tiers, auction values. Uh, the DFS package is now only $50 the remainder of the season through the Super Bowl. That's right. We give you the playoff goodness and the big game as well. Uh, if you want to just try us out, it's going to be 5 bucks a week. So make sure you go to eatsleepfantasy.com and subscribe. So we're going to jump right into it. Uh, Before we look at this week's FanDuel DraftKings plays and some GPP plays, let's look at last week, uh, see some successes that we had. We had a FanDuel GPP uh, score 155 points. That was highlighted with uh, Jared Goff, Cooper Cup stack, and Derrick Henry as well. But it was really carried by Darren Waller's 28 points, Latavius Murray's 30, stacked with the Saints defense 11. So 155 points, that was good for five times return on investment. Uh, another FanDuel GPP was 137 points. This was mainly Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and MVS stacked with um, Josh Jacobs bringing it back on the other side and Dalvin Cook also had a monster game. And then a third FanDuel GPP that hit was Josh Allen, John Brown stack, uh, some Fournette, Hopkins, Gurley, and Derrick Henry stacked in there as well. So we had some success on FanDuel last week, particularly in GPPs. So before we jump into this week's plays, as always, we're going to look at who's not playing. So on bye, you're going to have Baltimore and Dallas, uh, which means you will not have Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Mark Ingram. Um, Marquise Brown's been out for a while, so you haven't had him anyway. On the Dallas side, you're missing Dak Prescott, Zeke, Amari, Gallup, 
Jason Witten's been serviceable a few weeks, so you're missing a few guys with the bye. Uh, looking at the Thursday night game, uh, which is currently going on right now as I record, no Stephon Diggs is going to be available to you, no Dal Cook, uh, Kirk Cousins. On the other side of the ball, I don't think you're using many Redskins anyway, but Terry McLaren is obviously not going to be on the main slate. Jumping ahead to Sunday night, a lot of fantasy implications in the Sunday night game. No Patrick Mahomes anyway because he's hurt, uh, but no Tyreek Hill, no Travis Kelsey, none of the Kansas City running backs, along with no Aaron Rodgers, no Aaron Jones, uh, you know, no MVS. Devontae Adams uh, looks like he's going to be a game-time call anyway, but he won't be available for your main slate as is. Um, and then the Monday night game, not that there's much DFS uh, plays that you're going to miss from this game, but no James Conner, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster from Pittsburgh, and I hope you haven't been playing many Dolphins uh, unless you're playing the defense against them, which means you won't get to play Pittsburgh this week. So jumping in, uh, much like we did before, we'll look at first FanDuel's cash plays. We'll go position by position on FanDuel, and then we'll jump over to DraftKings and go position by position there. Before we jump into uh, some GPP game stacks and one of my favorite stacks of the week that should be very low-owned. Um, but first, FanDuel. Let's take a look at the quarterback position. Um, up top, you have Deshaun Watson. He's going to be my pay-up, most likely. Um, he had a down game, you know, by his standards. Still threw for 300 yards and a touchdown. Perfect spot to bounce back and have one of those monster games against Oakland. They just got absolutely rocked by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. So look for Watson to have a huge game this week also. Um, I like him with Hopkins if you can fit it into your lineup. Uh, pan down a little bit at 8,000 is going to be Jared Goff. Cincinnati's defense just hasn't come to play very much this year. So 8,000 for Goff against a, a weak Cincinnati defense. Uh, coming in right below that at 7,900 is going to be Tom Brady is cash viable. He's the definition of consistency and not just over the course of these last 18 years. Uh, but this this year in particular, he has two games under 20 fantasy points. So he's been hitting value consistently uh, at 7,900 bucks going up against Cleveland. You can, you can play him. Uh, Matt Stafford is... Kind of looking like his old self. I know the last two or three years, Detroit's been more focused on trying to establish a run and play good defense, but they're letting him huck it a little bit. Uh, and He gets a Giants team that gets lit up by quarterbacks. So Stafford looking like his old self going up against a weak defense at 7,700. He's definitely in play. If you're going to pay way down, um, the quarterback that I'm looking at is going to be Ryan Tannehill, uh, of all people. Tampa Bay... They are just stingy against the run, which means they funnel everything to the pass, and they've been getting blown up by quarterbacks and wide receivers. So Ryan Tannehill at 6,900 is in play, as gross as that sounds. So moving on over to the running back position. uh, Well, first I'll recap my quarterbacks. So again, you're looking at Watson, Goff, Brady, Stafford, or Tannehill, if you're playing down, paying down, are going to be the quarterbacks. So, like I was talking about Tampa being stingy against the run, I'm a little nervous about Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, he hit value in London, but 
with as stingy as they are, um, I mean, the volume is going to be there for Christian McCaffrey, no doubt, but I don't think the efficiency will be. You get to save 600 bucks uh, by going down to Barkley. Saquon Barkley gets Detroit. Detroit gives up the third most points to the running back. Uh, if there was any question about his workload, that was answered by giving him 23 touches in his first game back from a high ankle sprain. Barkley at 8600 bucks. This feels like a spot where he could just blow up. Down to $8,000 uh, is Chris Carson. And Seattle gets Atlanta, whose defense has been pretty poor all around. Um, no Matt Ryan, if if he doesn't play, no, keep an eye on that injury report. If Matt Ryan is out, I think this slows down the, you know, shootout potential that this game once had. So if it's, you know, Matt Schaub instead of Matt Ryan, Chris Carson will be a lock for my cash lineups, and I'll probably have him in some GPPs as well. 7700 bucks for Leonard Fournette. Um, he averages the second most touches per game in the league to Christian McCaffrey, and you get him at a pretty big savings off of that. The Jets just gave up three touchdowns to Sonny Michel, who is not efficient by any means. Uh, Leonard Fournette is due for some touchdown regression. It could come this week at 7700 bucks. He's probably going to be in most of my cash lines. Todd Gurley, uh... 7400 bucks going up against Cincinnati. Cincinnati gets gashed on the ground. I believe they give up the first, if not the second, most uh, rushing yards per game. The usage is a little concerning for Todd Gurley. Uh, he's not seeing the amount of snaps or touches that he was the past few years, but his touchdown potential is super high, especially in this matchup. So Todd Gurley at 7400 is in play. Paying way down. Uh, $5,200 is going to be Ty Johnson for Detroit. They get a pretty easy matchup against the Giants. Uh, no carry on Johnson. Ty Johnson should get the first crack at the early downs with some J.D. McKissick sprinkled in as the pass game work. Ty Johnson at 5200 It won't take him much to hit value against a weak defense. So to recap the FanDuel running backs, you're looking at Barkley, Carson, Fournette, Gurley, and Ty Johnson are going to be my player pool. Over at wide receivers, uh, it's going to start with Michael Thomas at 8500 No Drew Brees, doesn't seem to matter. I mean, the volume is still there with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, they get Arizona this week. That automatically gives a pace boost just because Arizona runs the most plays in the NFL, which means the Saints are going to get to run more plays than they usually do. Uh, Patrick Peterson's back. He rarely shadows into the slot. I could see him, you know, following Thomas in there a little bit, but not enough for me to, to fade Thomas. Um, so Michael Thomas, 8,500, fire him up. Tyler Lockett, uh, talking again about that Seattle-Atlanta game. Atlanta is such a great matchup for opposing wide receivers. Tyler Lockett's still Russell Wilson's number one. Um, as good as Wilson's playing, you got to consider Lockett in all formats. Kenny Galladay at 6,700, which is such a great price for him it's even better of a matchup uh, against New York I mean, same reasons I like Matt Stafford I like Kenny Galladay at 6700 so last week was he was overshadowed a bit by Marvin Jones I don't foresee that happening very often let alone two weeks in a row so I think Galladay is in line for a big week uh, John Brown gets possibly one of the best matchups for wide receivers uh, John Brown at 5900 gets to go up against the Eagles 
who are a similar to Tampa. They're stingy against the run, but they pass funnel their defense. So it's you're going to attack them through the air. And a cheaper wide receiver, 5,700, is going to be Kenny Stills. Uh, there's no Will Fuller, so he should serve as the number two behind DeAndre Hopkins. And for the reasons I like Deshaun Watson, for his bounce-back game against an Oakland team that just got torched, I like Kenny Stills to hit value. It shouldn't take him much. Uh, he could be in for a monster game. So to recap wide receivers, the guys I'm looking at are Michael Thomas, Tyler Lockett, Kenny Galladay, John Brown, and Kenny Stills. So moving on over to tight end, um, I just talked about this game, but I'm looking at Darren Waller if I'm paying up at 6800 bucks. Houston's not a great matchup, uh, but he's seen eight targets per game uh, over the course of these first few weeks. Even with Tyrell Williams, he's been the focal point of the offense. You can't expect him to have multiple touchdowns every game like he did last week. But at 6800 bucks, it wouldn't surprise me for him to have six catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown, which would crush his value. Uh, if you've paid attention the last few weeks, I have said that Arizona's defense is the cheat code for tight ends. This week they get New Orleans, uh, which would be Jared Cook normally, uh, but you got to pay attention to that injury report. Jared Cook is $5,800. Uh, if he misses, Josh Hill would be in line for the tight end start, and he's $5,000. Josh Hill at five. Uh, if you're paying up, I'm looking at Darren Waller at $6,800. So looking at DSTs. I mentioned this before. You don't get the Miami Dolphins offense, which means you don't get to play the defense that's going against them. Um, that being said, I'm just going to look for some of the most talented defenses in some of the best matchups. That's going to be New England at 5,000. Um, they get Cleveland. Baker kind of has a, you know, he's been prone to make a few mistakes this year. Uh, the Rams, 5,000 against Cincy. Andy Dalton has been prone to make mistakes his entire career. Indy is sneaky good, uh, but they're also pretty expensive. Uh, 4800 bucks going against Denver. Joe Flacco looked horrible uh, last week, so look for Indy to capitalize on a few turnovers. Uh, again, 4800 for Indy. And then the cheapest that I'm probably looking to pay in cash is going to be the Buffalo Bills. 4300 bucks. they get Philly. Um, I mean, the Bills defense is... The Bills defense is super talented, uh, but so is that Philly offense. So it might not be the ceiling game, but it should provide you a decent floor. Um, so just kind of pay attention to that again. My defenses are going to be uh, the New England Patriots at 5,000, Cleveland, um, I'm sorry, the Rams at 5,000, Indy at 4,800, and Buffalo at 4,300. All right, guys, I'm going to cut JJ off here for just a second to remind you guys about Fantasy Go. If you have not checked out Fantasy Go, you should go head on over to fantasygo.com right now. They've got the best of both worlds. If you are someone that is looking for a fantasy analyst to help you with your fantasy team, uh, if you got too many leagues, if you're in a league that's a lot of money and you just need that extra support and that help, check out Fantasy Go. If you're on the other side of that, if you feel like you got the juice working for you, you're hitting it in all of your fantasy teams, and you want to be able to make some money off of that, this is kind of the the Uber of of fantasy football, right? You can just sign up and be that fantasy analyst that people will pay you to help manage their team. So 
David over there at Fantasy Go has created kind of the perfect two-sided tool for whatever you're looking for. So go ahead and check out fantasygo.com. You won't regret that you did. So on over to DraftKings. Um, the guys that I'm going to look at at quarterback, again, uh, Deshaun Watson. Same reasons as FanDuel. He gives you that rushing upside. He has such a great matchup. 7100 bucks. Uh, so you're paying up for him, but I like him a lot this week. Another guy that I already mentioned on my FanDuel part was uh, Jared Goff. 6800 bucks. since he's just too good of a matchup. I want a piece of this Rams offense. It's going to be probably Goff or Gurley. Uh, Josh Allen, 6500 Like I mentioned when I talked about John Brown, Philly's secondary is poor. Allen always gives you that rushing upside when he scrambles, gets out of the pocket. He can make things happen. 6500 for Josh Allen. Kyler Murray at 6200 uh, The Saints defense's defense is decent, but his rushing attempts have, have been up, which, which gives him that safe floor. He's had 10 or more rushing attempts in three straight games. So Kyler Murray at 6200 he is definitely in play for cash. Um, and I mentioned him again. If you're going to pay down Ryan Tannehill, uh, 5100 on DraftKings. So won't take him a whole lot to hit value. Um, if you need to, to pay down and save some money, Ryan Tannehill could be a good way to go. Recapping my DraftKings quarterback pool, it's going to be Watson, Goff, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, on over to the running backs, I already talked about his bad matchup, but Christian McCaffrey, I think he's more in play on DraftKings than he is on FanDuel because DraftKings does give you that full point per reception. Uh, San Francisco is a bad matchup, but he's got the highest touch floor in the game. I mean, he's averaging the most touches in the NFL. So, yeah, I mean, if he breaks one, he's going to hit value. Ceiling uh, games, but he's got such a safe floor. Uh, looking at Barkley, like I mentioned, concerns. 23 touches last game in his first game back. He's practicing in full. Gets a good matchup. So Barkley at 8,900 is in play. Fournette, same thing. New York is gettable on the ground. He's second in the league in touches. That's what you pay up for. Uh, pay up for running backs that are going to see the ball, you know, 20 plus times. Um, down in the cheaper range for running backs, I'm looking at Austin Eckler at 5,900. Uh, Chicago is a good defense. But Eckler has seen 28 targets in the last three games, and that's with Melvin Gordon. So his floor is super safe. Uh, $5,900 is pretty cheap for a guy that's going to have that many touches. So looking at even cheaper, uh, I mentioned him on FanDuel, but Ty Johnson, 4900 So he's even cheaper on DraftKings. I think he's got a safer floor than his counterpart now, J.D. McKissick. So Ty Johnson is in play if you need to pay down and save to, to pay up elsewhere. I already mentioned his quarterback, uh, so looking at wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, 8,100. Um, this feels like a boom game for him. He hasn't had one yet this year. He always has those those games where he has 10 for 140 and two touchdowns. Going up against a weak Oakland defense, uh, this could be that game. Keenan Allen, uh, he's starting to get priced down again, which I like. He's 6400 Like I mentioned about Eckler, Chicago's not a great matchup, but he was back up to 11 targets last week, and that's that's the range that he was at when he 
absolutely killed it in the first four weeks. So volume is going to be there again. Uh, Keenan Allen at 64. Also at 64 is uh, Kenny Galladay. Same reasons as FanDuel, same reasons I like Matt Stafford. The Giants are a poor defense. Galladay should eat. Uh, Golden Tate in his revenge game, uh, he gets... He gets to go back, uh, play against his Detroit Lions. He's 5,800 on DraftKings. Darius Slade doesn't travel to the slot very much. Um, Sterling Shepard looks like he's set to miss again. So Golden Tate could see all the targets in the world from Daniel Jones. Uh, another guy that's going to have plenty of target volume is going to be Larry Fitzgerald, 5,400. Uh, Christian Kirk, again, appears set to miss this week. So you're going to have all the volume he can handle at 5400 bucks for Larry Fitz. Uh, a little cheaper than that, 5300 Cortland Sutton, uh, no more Emmanuel Sanders. The Colts defense is pretty good, but he is getting just peppered with targets. So I think he'll hit value. It shouldn't take a whole lot. Um, kind of recapping the running back and wide receiver position, running backs, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette. Austin Eckler, and Ty Johnson. And then my receivers were, again, DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay, Golden Tate, Larry Fitz, and Cortland Sutton. Looking at tight ends, uh, Darren Waller, again, volume is king. He's virtually a lock to see seven or eight uh, targets. Houston's pretty good defense, uh, but I like his, his volume upside. Austin Hooper is at 5,500. Um, not many people are talking about him after the Muhammad Sanu departure. Everybody thinks those targets are automatically going to Calvin Ridley and Julio, but Sanu kind of occupied that over the middle, uh, and that's that's where Hooper lives. So 5,500, Seattle can be beat through the air. So if, whether it be Matt Schaub or Matt Ryan, I like Austin Hooper to see a fair amount of targets this game. Uh, I already mentioned it, but Jared Cook and Josh Hill. Arizona is awful, literally the worst against tight ends. Jared Cook at 4,000, Josh Hill at 3,200. So those are two tight ends you're going to have to keep an eye on the injury report. Again, just monitor Jared Cook. If he's out, fire up Josh Hill. Uh, if he's in, fire up Jared Cook, $4,000. Even cheaper than that, uh, I already mentioned Ryan Tannehill going up against Tampa. Tampa is huge with funneling their their defense to the pass game. Delaney Walker at thirty six hundred bucks. That's dirt cheap for a guy who's always just right there. Uh, his target volume should be there. Better quarterback play coming out of Ryan Tannehill. So so I like Delaney Walker at thirty six hundred. Just to recap the tight end plays, you're looking at Darren Waller, Austin Hooper, the Saints tight ends of either Cook or Hill, and Delaney Walker. Similar to FanDuel, looking at defenses, uh, there is no Dolphins, so you're going to have to play a talented defense in a good matchup. You are paying all the way up for New England uh, if you want them against Cleveland. I'm probably looking to go a little bit lower here, uh, whether that be the Rams at 3,800. The Titans at 3,200 against Tampa is pretty enticing because Winston makes a lot of mistakes. He holds on to the ball. Tennessee could get to him for, you know, a few strip sacks or make him make him throw a few picks. But Tennessee at uh, 3,200 going up against Tampa is for sure in play. 
And I already mentioned Matt Ryan uh, looking a little questionable for this week. If he sits, I love Seattle at 2800 I think they are dirt cheap. I think if Matt Ryan's not playing, they will get to Matt Schaub. They'll make him you know, throw some errant throws. So I like Seattle at 2800 if Matt Ryan sits. So recapping the defenses, again, you're going to have the Patriots, the Rams, the Titans, and the Seahawks if Matt Ryan's out. Jumping on over to GPP, looking at some of the games with high over-unders. Uh, that, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at points to be scored because that's how fantasy points are scored. The highest over-under is Houston and Oakland at 51 points right now. I think a lot of that's going to come from Houston. Uh, so my favorite stack from this side is going to be Deshaun Watson with Kenny Stills uh, because I think a lot of people are going to be on DeAndre Hopkins. You can get Kenny Stills for decent ownership and then bring it back on the other side with Darren Waller. Really not much from the Raiders that I want other than him. Uh, next highest game total is going to be the Giants and the Lions at 49.5. I think this is a case of two you know, mediocre to subpar defenses going at it. So the offenses should be able to move the ball. They should be able to score points. Uh, I like stacking the Detroit side of this. That might be a little more chalky than stacking the Giants side, but I would love to stack um, Matt Stafford with Kenny Galladay and bring it back with Golden Tate, just again because Darius Slay very rarely travels to the slot, so I think Golden Tate's going to get peppered with targets. The next highest over-under, uh, two games have a 49-point over-under. The first one I'm not going to spend much time on because it should be pretty lopsided, but it's Cincinnati and the Rams. Um, you're not stacking the Cincinnati side. You should stack the Rams. Do Jared Goff with you know, Robert Woods. Um, Brandon Cooks is probably going to have very low ownership just because he hasn't lived up to his standards. Uh, this could be one of his games where he has, you know, four catches for 140 yards and a touchdown. I mean, you don't want to miss out on that, um, especially in season-long leagues. You're still going to play Brandon Cooks. Um, like I said, not much from the Cincinnati side I like. Tyler Boyd, if you if you feel the need to play somebody. Uh, the next game that has a 49-point over-under, Arizona and New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans has been sneaky good. I mean, they just keep winning, even without Drew Brees. Um, if I'm stacking, I'm probably stacking Teddy Bridgewater and Michael Thomas, bring it back with, man, Larry Fitz, I guess. Um, I mean, not much on that Arizona offense other than that, uh, entices me. I don't want to play Chase Edmonds. I think everybody's going to be on him. So ownership, you will not be able to leverage that. Plus New Orleans run D is actually really good. Um, Marshawn Lattimore has stepped it up too, so you don't want any receivers on the outside for the Cardinals. Uh, and here is my probably my favorite stack of the week because it lets you pay up everywhere else. Uh, I want Ryan Tannehill, Corey Davis, and A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to stack against Tampa. I'll probably bring it back with some cheaper piece of Tampa's offense, like Cameron Brait, uh, potentially... Um, O.J. Howard, I mean, I guess pick a tight end. But I really love the Ryan Tannehill stack with at least one of Corey Davis or A.J. Brown. It could be both. I think it wouldn't surprise me for both to hit value because Tampa is going to stack the box like they do. They're going to shut down the run game. So Derrick Henry, 
probably going to be in for some tough sledding this week, but I really like the Tennessee Titans stack. So just to recap the GPPs that I'm looking at, uh, you, you want to look at games with high over-unders. It's going to be Houston versus Oakland, 51 points. New York Giants versus Detroit, uh, 49.5. Cincinnati versus the Rams at 49. Arizona versus the Saints, again, at 49. But my favorite stack, like I mentioned, is going to be Ryan Tannehill with at least one of his wide receivers. So there you have it. That's going to do it today. As always, don't hesitate to reach out with questions. We always love interacting with you guys. Feel free to slide into the DMs, ask us any questions you have. Uh, follow me on Twitter at JJ Gosh. Follow the podcast at ESFDD. And follow the OG podcast at Eat Sleep FF. Follow all of us. Reach out to us if you have any questions. Uh, we'll be live, active all weekend long. So hit us up. Let us know if you have any questions. Until next time, you stay classy. Let's go win some money. You probably thought I forgot about you guys. I didn't. No siree, Bob. I'm still here. Christian in the flesh. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and answer some of your Facebook, uh, social media questions in general. So let's start. We're going to, but before we do, haha, there's a catch. I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about nitrogen sports. All right. If you go on to our website, uh, eatsleepfantasy.com, it is a website. Go ahead and check that out. I'm going to visit it right now. And you click on the banner. There's a nice, beautiful banner for nitrogen sports, nitrogensports.eu. But you can go ahead and just click on it through our website. Easiest way to do so. When you're there, you can bet on anything. Obviously, you guys are betting on NFL and fantasy football and all of that if you're listening to this podcast. But anything you want. Basketball season just started. All right. If you if you want to bet on basketball, you can do it there. Baseball. You know, we're in the World Series. We can do that. But anything outside of that. You want to bet on tennis? You want to bet on esports? You want to bet on soccer, golf, MMA, boxing? You got it. It's on Nitrogen Sports. They're the number one Bitcoin betting site in the world. And you can go as little as free. Some of their games are free. All the way up to a Bitcoin. If you want, got the big money and want to drop, you know, 10 grand or so on a, on a bet, you can do so there as well. So go ahead and check out our website, easilyfantasy.com. Click on the link for Nitrogen Sports. You're not going to freaking regret that you did that. All right. So let's go ahead and get into your questions. So a lot of the times you guys give us questions that have to do with trades and uh, a couple of the questions that I'm going to go over are trade related, but I want to kind of give you guys some insight on how I look at trades, how I calculate trades and I sit there, there there's a million places you can go, right? There's places that have trade calculators and half the fucking time those calculators are outdated or if they've got stats from a week ago and fantasy football changes Every day, every hour, values change all the time. So I'm going to give you the way that I would do it, and you guys can kind of figure it out from there. Now, remember, this is kind of usually for a straight up, you know, one for one trade. Um, remember that if you're, you know, sending uh, one player to receive two players, you know, the values are not going to add up there because obviously the one is more valuable than the two if you're splitting it across. So you have to kind of dilute it a little bit. But let's assume we're doing a one for one trade in a scenario, right? Let's say you've got, uh, uh, let's, let's do Josh Jacobs. 
for the sake of he's a he's a running back that's involved in this in this situation. And um, you want to trade him up for straight up for a wide receiver, and you're trying to figure out if that's any sort of uh, what's the value there. So here's literally how I would do it. Okay, I would write out my own rest of season rankings. You can go ahead and use Eatsley Fantasies, or you can go on Fantasy Pros and check out their rest of season rankings, and then compare that positional ranking to any auction value cheat sheet. I'm just kind of breaking it down on how I might do it. Okay, so let's say you're using a $200 budget, and I'm, I'm gonna be super exact with you guys. $200 budget, my rest of season number one running back, let's say it's either Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook, right? That'd probably be most people's one, two. Maybe somebody has Zeke, maybe somebody has Barkley, but for the most part, I think most people are gonna have McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook, their rest of season top two running backs, just because they've looked so good to start the season. So I'll sit here and say, all right, Christian McCaffrey to me, is worth whatever the number one running back was preseason. And that preseason value based on a $200 budget was $63 with Saquon Barkley. I'll take that. Let's say about, on average about 60 bucks, about 30% of your total budget. All right, no wide receiver on their own is going to match that, but maybe in, in some sort of cu coupled uh, pair, maybe. So let's go ahead and look at this specific situation where we've got, um, uh, who was it? Josh Jacobs, right? Rest of season, Josh Jacobs on expert consensus ranking is ranked as the running back 14. So if I'm going to take here this chart, running back 14 preseason, where it's worth about $29. So if I'm going to go out and get a trade for a wide receiver, I need to get a wide receiver that I would value at at least $29. Okay, if I look at the comparison sheet, a wide receiver that's valued at least $29 is a top 11 wide receiver. So if I have the number 14 running back that's about a top 11 wide receiver based on the normal breakdown on this chart all right i know i'm going a little bit in depth here but i just kind of want to help you guys in how to evaluate some of these trades because this is how i literally break it down i i, I haven't said this too many times on the pod but this is what i you know armando sends me a trade offer i'm going to sit down and i'm going to break down the math because fantasy football unfortunately is a little bit about math and making sure that you're just incrementally making your team better through trades uh, through the waivers, all of that shit. So I'm going to sit there and I'm going to need to get a top 10 wide receiver probably because if I said top 11, maybe I want a little more. Top 10. Top 10 is worth about 32. So let me kind of line that up so you understand what kind of wide receiver I'm going to go for if I have Josh Jacobs and I need a wide receiver in return. Top 10 is a guy like Mike Evans or Keenan Allen. Devontae Adams, if you're if you're willing to be a risky or if you're willing to downgrade just a little bit, Tyler Lockett. But those are the names of the guys that are more or less equivalent in rest of season rankings to a Josh Jacobs. We're talking about a Keenan Allen, a Mike Evans, a Devontae Adams, a Tyler Lockett. So if you need a wide receiver, those are the guys that I would send an offer for. Or if I get that offer, that I'd feel comfortable hitting accept, right? If I get something below that, right, somebody sends me a Robert Woods, that's not fair value. If I get something above that, somebody sent me a Chris Godwin, I'm hitting accept immediately because I'm getting back a lot more than what that player is worth. So real case scenario, let's go ahead and dive into a question that I got, Josh Jacobs. So the question that I received is, Josh Jacobs, you're giving him away, Do you? and you receive Austin Eckler and Calvin Ridley. So I'm going to break this down very similarly, but it's going to be different because you're giving away one player and you're receiving two. That value is diluted. Getting 
let's say those two players are worth $50 and this player you're sending is worth $50, you did not win that trade. You have to get a significant increase in value for two players if you're sending one. For 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 um, three players if you're sending two. Same same thing. So keep in mind, you want that one consolidated player unless it's a deeper league. Now, in this case scenario, it value uh, value of the player matters a lot because Austin Eckler for me is higher rest of season than a lot of people have him because people are afraid of Melvin Gordon, but I think Austin Eckler is going to continue to be a receiving machine. That being said, I still have Josh Jacobs ranked ahead, and I don't think that Calvin Ridley's, Ridley's value added to this is enough to warrant, unfortunately, the trade of cha- trading away Josh Jacobs, who's been pretty good so far this year. Um, so right now, I'd rather take the Josh Jacobs side of this. I know it's not as good as Austin Eckler's been, but there will be some knockdown in, in Eckler's value. I, I'd rather have Jacobs right now. Question two, assuming Devontae Adams sits, which he's doubtful for this game, would you rather start MVS or Watkins? Uh, give me MVS. Question three, I'm receiving here a trade offer. Please tell me what you think. I would receive Marlon Mack and Carlos Hyde. I would send Sony Michelle and Zach Ertz. Sony, Sony Michelle to me is a good candidate to sell high right now. Uh, Carlos Hyde is a guy that's getting a lot of volume, but I think there's better days ahead for Zach Ertz. So it really comes down to your position of need. Can you afford to give up the tight end position? Do you have a backup that you feel comfortable placing in there? Because I think you slightly win this trade, but if you have a huge downgrade at tight end, I would not do it. If you have something comparable that you can place, I would do it very quickly. So hopefully that that helps and answers your question. Um, next question we got here. In a standard two-quarterback league, is it worth picking up Cam Newton? Uh, if you had asked this question and you had said one-quarterback league, I would have said no. Two-quarterback league, that's a simple yes for me because if and when he does come back, you have a quarterback that you could play. I mean, that's really the truth of the matter. Any top 32 quarterback uh, that could potentially play even a few games is worth picking up in a two-quarterback league. That's the truth of the matter in that awkward format. All right. All right. Next question is basically a drop question. Somebody needs to pick up a quarterback. Do you drop Rex Burkhead, Matt Breida, Jordan Howard, or Michael Gallup? I'm not dropping Gallup or Jordan in this situation. Um, really comes down to Burkhead or Brita for me. And honestly, even uh, with whatever is surrounding Sonny Michelle, in my opinion, I'm dropping Burkhead. Uh, not any value right now. So um, you could drop him, probably even pick him up after this week again if you want to. So there's that. I will answer one more question. Adams and Hyde for Zeke, 12-team PPR, and I'm hurting at running back. Absolutely. That's a sell high at Hyde. I understand that. Um, Adams is great, but if you can get the value right now, I'm going to go ahead and take Zeke. Um, especially, I mean, Adams is banged up. He's going to miss a game just like Zeke's going to miss his bye right now. And so give me Zeke over, over that other option. So, all right, guys, uh, that's pretty much going to do it for us in this pod. Go ahead and follow us at eat sleep FF and, um, suck a dick Dale. Oh, also, uh, Just coming back on the mic for a second.
I'm going to play more uh, Spanish music just to piss off Dale. Bye, guys. Yo no la paro y a veces mirar